morning good morning good morning here i am again here we are again here, together for another episode of zen wisdom for your everyday life and we're back again with a new episode today and i'm excited today because what i'm going to do based on a wonderful suggestion of a dear friend colleague mentor a fantastic Zen coach, teacher, inspirer, Michiko Rolex. She said to me, why don't you do a podcast on Zen play? And a little light bulb went off and said, of course, why don't I? Why don't I share the content of this work that I'm doing really with Zen and the book with you? Actually, what this is really all about is making our lives, our everyday lives, into a Zen koan, which it is already anyway, but seeing it as a Zen koan and actually playing it out. You know, when we do Zen play, when we do the actual workshop of Zen play, which we did this Sunday um, at Malloy College at the Innisfada Zen Group after sitting, each time I do it, oh my goodness, we did the beautiful koan, Takusan carries his three bowls. And every time after we do this workshop, and I participate in it as well, of course, I have so much peace and insight and fun and clarity comes for me and many others, it seems, as well. So yes, 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 I want to share it with all of us. It's such a simple process, and it's so delicious and fun and good. Good. Works really well. By works really well, I mean it takes away a lot of the clouds, like a lovely wind that comes for me and for others too, to blow the clouds away and, and, and really embody, embody our Zen practice, really embody our lives, embody our lives, which means really be there. You know, we talk about it a lot. And there are many, many, many forms of practice, for sure, for sure. And they're all very good. <laughs> they're all very good, delicious. I mean, there's so many ways to grow and learn. It's not like, oh, this is it and the other one isn't, not at all. All the wonderful ways are good ways. Any word that becomes what I, we call a turning word, a word that kind of makes you go, oh, well, opens your eyes. A wow moment. That's a good word. And even words that aren't turning words, they're just fine. But koans themselves, which is what I'm going to talk about, koans and how to play with them not, and, and how your life exactly is, of course. Of course, it's a koan. And that's why we study koans, so we can see our actual lives that way. And the koans themselves are such a powerful medicine. They really are. So they come down to us for many, many generations, centuries. And sometimes when you first look at them, they might look inscrutable, confusing, odd. What does this mean? It could be a little dialogue between a teacher and a student and some cryptic comment, or maybe the teacher just says nothing, or maybe they smile, or maybe they they put a shoe on their head and walk away. Something very irrational and illogical. And why is that? <laughs> why is that? Well, 
koans are questions that, the, in a formal sense, that the teacher, when you do Zen practice, certain forms of Zen practice, certainly Rinzai Zen practice, and, and other forms as well, that the teacher, this question, this dilemma, the teacher presents to the student and asks them, bring an answer, bring a reply. Of course, when you're presented with the question, you have no idea what the answer is. None. It's illogical often. It can't be figured out. It's the, the question might even be irrational. And so what's the purpose of it? How is that medicine? Well, because what this question does is that it completely stops your thinking mind. The mind that likes to figure things out, strategize, plan, make lists, decide this is good, this is bad. You know, the mind that we all live with every single day. That's how we live. And of course, there are certain issues and questions that come up that that kind of logical planning, strategizing mind does well with. But with the really deep questions of our lives, like what in the world are we doing here? <laughs> and how do we live? And even with other deep questions of our personal lives too that keep rolling around and around, that logical, figuring, analytic mind comes to a dead halt. It just can't do the job. It doesn't do it. In fact, not only that, it makes us more confused and distressed. It sort of adds a layer of trouble onto other trouble. So the koans say, stop, stop. Don't, 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 don't approach your life that way. Figuring it out, planning it, strategizing. Stop. And that's so simple. So, of course, when you first receive your koan or your question, and when I say when you first receive it, I might mean the first 25 years you take. I'm joking, of course, but I'm not joking as well. You get koans, many different ones. You pass them, you fail them. It all becomes irrelevant, ultimately, but you take it back with you to the cushion and you work on it again, of course, on and on. You know, you could pass a koan one day and fail it the next day. So we'll talk about that later. We're going to go into this in some depth. Of course, I don't have enough time in just this podcast, but we'll do layers of it for the next group of podcasts. Okay, so, so we go back and naturally when we receive a question, naturally when we're beginning, coming to Zen practice, we approach everything the way we normally do in our life. If that's the way we function, that's the way we function. So we sit on the koan and inevitably one way or another, we do with a koan exactly what we do with everything in our lives. The only thing that's different is we can see it more clearly now what we're doing because we're sitting there, we have to bring an answer to the teacher and we see how we are approaching the inscrutable questions of life. You know, we're up against a lot of them in this day and age, questions that just don't seem to have answers, problems that don't seem to have solutions. And they, they have a solution, but it's not one that we can find in the ordinary way. That's a very important point. We cannot come to it by thinking, planning, strategizing that's not going to give us the true answer other answers sometimes we think we have a solution we try it, it might work a little while 
And then that solution just brings up another problem. So that's not solving the koan or the dilemma that life has presented to us. So these simple, when you get one of these koans from your teacher, they're really actually usually quite simple little stories. Like, for example, but there are, there are those that can be acted out too, which we do longer ones, but some simple ones might be, show me your original face before your parents were born. Show me, not tell me, show me. Wow. My original face before my parents were born? Well, what's that? Now that original face refers to many, many, many things. Show me your original heart. Show me who you deeply are. Show me the part of you that you can never, never lose. Show me. Don't tell me. Now that's a very big part of working with koans. Don't tell me. Don't give me some intellectual, logical explanation. Show me. Show me. Be it. Interact with me and I don't want you to interact. I want your original face to interact. Wow, is that beautiful? So you cannot use your usual strategies to find an answer to that. Koans jog the mind. They make you actually laugh. Especially when we do, when we do our Zen play workshops, which I love so much, or acting Zen, I'd, we call them both. We all laugh a lot as we embody the koan and act it out. And when we act out the koan that we're working on, everybody gets to play every single part in the koan. No commenting, no talking. We just play the part exactly as, as it's given to us. Then that round is over. And then we take the next part in the koan and we play the koan out from the point of view of the next part different figures in the koan. Some of them are long. The masters who appear, the monks that appear, the students. Somebody might play the monastery itself. Somebody else might want to be the teacup. We take all the roles and really feel that koan from the perspective of that role. No discussion until it's all over and then we have time to talk together about what was that like for you entering the koan entering the question being it from all the different points of view what a wonderful way to live what a wonderful way to to, to enter our life and the so-called problems or dilemmas that our life brings and when you work with it this way these problems and so-called dilemmas they're not problems they're opportunities great opportunities you know it was so wonderful when we did this on sunday it was very wonderful i love doing this it was really wonderful and meaningful and i got various emails and one wonderful woman dolores sent me a, an email and she then also sent me uh, a flyer with a Catholic koan because she somehow this koan connected to her and her experience growing up Catholic being Catholic and and so she sent me that koan and I couldn't I was very beautiful to see how the two interacted how they were basically the same koan 
Catholic, Jewish, Muslim, every koan, human koan, everyday life koan, all, when you, when you really see through one, all of them become illuminated for you. It was really beautiful. These koans jog the mind, and as you grasp the inner e meaning of them, and I don't mean grasp it intellectually again, I mean really, really become part of it in that intimate way, suddenly life ceases to be a problem, <laughs> and it turns instead into an adventure. And we, we really laughed a lot on Sunday, and I continue to laugh when I think of it, and of course it continues to generalize into many areas of my life, all through the morning, all through the day, it appears. So of course, along with these precious ancient koans, life presents inscrutable challenges to us daily, as I said, and I call these our everyday life koans, and they are often the most powerful of all. They are, they just are. So as we learn how to see these challenges as koans and play with them, engage with them differently, life just turns around. These problems become a source of strength and happiness. Oh, such a feeling of happiness to see through what, what once looked like a lot of fog. So... The book of Zen Play and the workshop, Acting Zen or Zen Play, will be a collection of ancient koans, modern koans. They're all gathered together so that we can explore and experience our life in a really different way. And as I said, these koans themselves are universal. They're universal. They just are. They apply to everyone. They go underneath the surface and they make you cry and they make you laugh. Now let me give you, I'm, oh, our time is kind of running out. This was sort of an introduction, but let me give you the very first koan in the book, Zen Play. And here's a look. Maybe this will open your mind to something. The very introduction koan, it's not koan, it's actually a poem by Rumi. Poems become koans. Here it is. The precious jewel we have lost. Some say it is to the east of us. Some say it is to the west. That's where is it? And another part of the koan is find your precious jewel. Find it and show it to me. That's always part of it. Don't tell me about it. Don't dwell on how you looked for it, but just bring it to me. Show it to me. Boom. Boom. So we will talk more about this koan at the very next podcast of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, our other Podcasts are available on www.zenwisdomtoday.com. There are lots and lots of them, and they're all there waiting for you to listen to and to enjoy. If you wish to connect with me, to communicate, please do so. You can reach me at 
top speaker, T-O-P speaker at yahoo.com. I'm here and I love to communicate back and forth. It's a great privilege to do so. Thank you for listening today as we begin to open up the book of koans. And that's the same as opening up the book of our own lives. The book of our lives, the book of our koans. Let's find a new way of engaging with it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here today. The book is called Zen Play, Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive, and that's what we're here to do, to be birthed again and again and again. One birth isn't enough. Let's get born and rebirthed and birthed again with each breath and again. <laughs>